Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello everybody and welcome to the fifth episode of our Deutsche Welle Learning by Ear series on children's rights and working for peace. In today's program, we are going to South Africa to meet Yolanda. She's a teenager who has been sexually abused twice. Each time, her abusers tried to make out that Yolanda, the victim, was to blame. Listen carefully. Yolanda Combrick is South African. The 16-year-old is very pretty. She likes to talk and laugh. She lives in a modest house in Johannesburg. In March 2008, Yolanda was abused by her maternal great-uncle, a 64-year-old man. He found her in the bathroom. The Saturday night, um, we have a family party. And my cousin came to me and told me that my uncle wants to smooch me. I take it as a joke because hello. So I didn't believe him. Only the next day it happened when he stopped me and grabbed my arm. He started to touch me on my boobs and he wanted to undress me and he put his hand on my on my and everything and um I started to tell him no please don't do it. And like my mom um called and he leave me then I was finish what happened with my uncle. I just felt that the god is is maybe angry at me that I didn't defend myself. So I don't know and then I realized but it wasn't my fault. It wasn't me. Yolanda did not tell anyone about this assault except her cousin. She was scared of her uncle and her family's reaction. A new drama was needed for Yolanda to speak out. On 1 January 2009, she was on holiday camping with her family. She had made some new friends including a 19-year-old boy. One day, he asked her if she wanted to sleep with him. She refused. The next day, she was at the swimming pool with the other teenagers. She went to the toilet and the boy followed her. He said he wanted to talk to her. She told him to wait for her in front of the door. When I was in the bathroom, he pushed the door. And I tried to stop it, but he came in and then he raped me. So and afterwards, yeah. he told me that did you enjoy it? And well, like every girl says, yes. I, I enjoyed it. And that's what I said because I I don't know if he's going to kick me. I don't know. So I just said, "Yes." I enjoy it. And afterwards, he told me that he's going to tell everyone who's also camping there that it was my decision that I wanted to have sex with him and that he isn't the guilty one. So well, I was angry, I was sad, I was more scared than I was. Sometimes I asked myself, "Why did it happen to me?" I wanted to blame myself. But It wasn't me. It took Yolanda a week to confess to her church pastor. She finally found some comfort. Since then, she has been visiting a church psychologist every week and also a therapist from a center which campaigns against sexual abuse. Thanks to this support, Yolanda was able to tell her mother about the abuse she had suffered. But her mom did not believe her at first. My mother don't want to believe the one with my uncle. 
and she says that I was like attracting or whatever to the guy I wanted that he wanted to rape me and I didn't I just I was myself I also want to be friends with everyone there and I tried and he just wanted more my mom don't want to trust me she don't trust me at all I hope that the relationship with me and my mom is gonna grow but it's gonna be difficult she said that she, she loved me very much but my father well he never told me that he loved me never and I think maybe that's why also I want to be loved with my relationship with guys I want it to be loved like they Angela Combrick, Yolanda's mother, is conventional. She would rather keep silent about what happened to her daughter than disturb the balance in the family. She even accused Yolanda of lying at first. With my uncle, I'm very shocked. I'm very, very shocked. You know, I couldn't, in the first place, I couldn't believe her. And I said, even though if it is that I have to believe you, we have to keep it for ourselves. Because it's my uncle, my husband does not even know. My parents, where we stay, doesn't know. I am very scared yeah. if they have to find out the whole truth. I don't know what to do in this case. Mm. My husband is a very aggressive person, actually. It's going to make it very difficult for me. Yolanda is also worried about her maternal family's reaction. But her therapy has convinced her that she was right to talk, if only to prevent other girls from having to go through the same thing. The victims of sexual abuse are always traumatized. Reactions differ, but doctors have identified three post-assault faces. First of all, shock, a phase in which fear predominates. Secondly comes readjustment, in which a victim gradually takes up his or her daily activities. And finally, integration, which can take a long time, the phase in which a victim gradually refines a psychological balance and readapts to community life. Now I can speak about it, but a few months before, I couldn't. Well, like now, I'm very nervous. But I just want to tell everyone that this people is very, very, very bad. Well, I know the family is going to be mad at me because this uncle of mine is so genius in their ass. I think my family is going to be so mad they don't want to be involved with me then anymore. Like I said, I don't have to blame myself. It isn't my fault. Mm. I think they're going to believe my uncle. Because I'm a child and they, he's a grown-up man. Yolanda has gradually been able to get over the pain, thanks in part to Pastor Vanna Shoeda. He has become her confidant. He knows from experience that when a child is the victim of sexual abuse, the parents are often the last to find out. Yolanda hasn't spoken to her father for two months. She was afraid to speak at home, so she... She initially spoke to no one except her, her niece and uh, then spoke to us at church. Um, I'm glad we were there. I'm also sad that it took so long. It's, it's not fair 
having to deal with this on your own for so long, um, especially if there's help available. I can also say that there's been an improvement in her personality since we started and until now. I think there's a lot of work ahead. I think Yolandi needs to learn still um, on trusting people. She's a, she's a very kind young girl and very bubbly as well. Her personality is really alive. That has had the effect that when she is just a normal friend with another teenage boy, that he would think, listen, there's an opportunity for me for a relationship here. I think the mentor would, would help just teach those boundaries. And uh, for her, that means not doing certain things or not, uh, not becoming so close or not trusting so easily. At the beginning of 2009, the therapist managed to convince Yolanda's mother that her daughter was telling the truth. Yolanda then went to the police to lodge a complaint against her uncle and against the boy who raped her. She will never be able to forget what happened to her, but now she has found the energy to fight for justice. This report from South Africa was written by Valerie Hirsch. Learning by Ear is over for today, but you can listen to the programs by visiting our website at www.dwworld.de forward slash LBE. Don't forget to tune in next time.